0: To grow your business and before you can execute any great sales process, you have to get leads first. Jesse Stoddard helps companies like yours get more clients, customers, and patients while increasing profits 24 hours per day. Hello there, it's Jesse again. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about good news in my Good News for Business uh, series uh, before I jump into it though today if you have a sales team especially if you're a larger company mid-sized company uh, somewhere between five million and hundred million uh, if you are in that range and you would like to position yourself to benefit from behavioral targeting uh, where you can actually find out exactly who is in market for what you sell and who's ready to buy now, go to getleadsfirst.com, getleadsfirst.com. I'm very excited to tell you more about that, but I'll get to that later. For now, uh, I want to talk to you some of the news. As you know, if you've been following along, I'm I'm scraping the internet and news sources for positive business news and some analysis that might be helpful. Today, a lot of my sources are coming from ibisworld.com. Uh, or some of their related articles. Uh, in the past, have used eMarketer a lot. Today, I'm gonna to talk about opportunities and companies position to benefit. Uh, and so the first one, uh, they had a really good article on there that said basically about consumer spending is anticipated to increase 1.8% in 2020 as people continue to shop online for necessity. So even though, this is industry impacts of social distancing, even though 25.1% of, uh, has, of 25. There's a 25.1% decrease in consumer confidence, of course, there's actually a 1.8% increase in consumer spending. <laughs> it's ironic. Us Americans, we like to have things and do things and live our lives and move on, and we want this to end. Uh, some of the industries that are benefiting the most are food and grocery delivery, uh, Grubhub, Postmates, and Instacart especially their contactless delivery, uh, that's been the new branding that, that's coming out. Uber Eats, Amazon Fresh, Walmart Delivery, Fast Food Industry with Takeout and Delivery. So where did I get those? From several different reports and from some of their articles. Uh, they had a, a Analyst Insights, Industry Impacts of Social distances, Part 1. Some of it came from there. Uh, they're also talking a lot about this homebody economy. Uh, and that describes services revolving around in-home entertainment communication. So obviously things like Zoom, which I spent all, all day on today. I wish I would have invested a few years ago, right? Uh, Peloton, you know those, the exercise, uh, home exercise equipment. Uh, Netflix, of course, and Amazon Prime, they've all seen a huge surge in usage. And I don't think that's the end of it, Those that's just the, an idea of the types. are benefiting so i'm going to ask you if you are a business how can you help those companies or help the companies that help those companies right maybe you are a uh, manufacturer distributor for something that they do uh, or you could find a way to somehow benefit from that uh okay and then the next uh study that i looked at was the industry impacts of social distancing and here's some interesting stats uh concert and event promotions obviously down 0.9 percent already Probably going to go down a little further before the end of this. Uh, Wedding services is down 1.9%. Big surprise, right? Big surprise. Uh, But bridal stores have seen an increase of 0.1%. So there's more people shopping for it. What does that tell you? That tells people, tells you people know that the end is near and in a good way. The end of this, we're going to get through it. We're going to find, you know, we're going to find that life does return to some semblance of new normal at some point. And so people still want to get married, even if it's, the last thing they get to do. I, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Alright, uh, the nether, next piece that I wanted to share is the 2020 investment banking la- landscape. This is also coming from IBISworld, IBISworld.com. By the way, before I get into this, uh, the reason why I'm so pumped about the positive news is that I feel that there is an opportunity for businesses to pivot. If you're a small business pivoting, adapting, and improvising, and overcoming, and or to wait it out and build your brand while you're doing it. There's never been a better time to advertise. Advertising costs have plummeted. I just called a client today to tell him that we used to get people to click on his ad. We got $8. Uh, to get a click on Google AdWords pay-per-click, which is actually pretty good in his industry. And today he was getting it at under four bucks. So it's 50% off. And I'm seeing that everywhere, by the way. So if you're looking to uh, make better use of your advertising dollar, wouldn't it make sense to advertise to people that uh, are in the market for what you sell? And we have technology that actually figures out behaviorally who is in the market. And also of your current of your concern uh, current customer base, who of them have re-entered the market, or who of them may be looking for around for other opportunities that you can then be there at the right time, at the right place, and control that conversation. If you have a sales team, man, you need this stuff. Go to getleadsfirst.com. All right, moving back on to the investment banking landscape. There's some good news. Mergers and acquisitions, okay? Um, I'm not going to read you all these articles. I'm just going to give you some highlights. Uh, when uh, the dust settles, mergers and acquisition activity will likely pick up given lower valuations and thus market opportunities. This is according to IBIS, Ibis World. From a buyer's perspective, acquisition targets have become more attractive in light of a substantial decline in capital market value. So in other words, it's just like any time there's a decrease in the market. If you're a contrarian investor, there's opportunities. All right, this holds true for private companies as well, given their benchmarking to comparable public companies. All right, so that, you know, that, Uh, Fees from mergers and acquisitions M&A and related activities are estimated to account for 14% of industry revenue in 2020. The economic fallout caused by the coronavirus pandemic is expected to have mixed effects on mergers and acquisition activity through the end of the year. In the near term, volatile capital markets will hinder deal activity. But like I said, when it settles, there's going to be deals. All right uh however with the increasing risk of recession uh, prospective acquirers are also likely to shelve growth through acquisition strategies for more defensive measures given a greater likelihood of weaker balance sheets due to these circumstances and here's the point the investment banking industry may experience an uptick in advisory fees related to restructurings and risk management so if you're in that line of work or you're serving that line of work that's good news overall an expected uptick in mergers and acquisitions and restructuring activity will likely sustain investment banking industry revenue over the coming years despite lower IPO activity. This is just good news, guys. This is good news. It's it's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's the silver lining. I mean, there's always bad news to report, right? Uh, the next thing I wanna go into is uh, something about uh, the two sides of COVID-19. This is also an IBIS World Report. Uh, this is actually coming out of the Australian news, but I think it pertains to the rest of the world and the United States as well. Um, some subdivisions, such as the Grocery, Liquor, and Tobacco Product wholesale, Wholesaling Subdivision, are set to see an increase in demand from the effect of the COVID-19 outbreak. Similarly, operators throughout the food, beverage, sanitary, and cleaning product supply chain have seen a significant increase in demand for products as, as a result of COVID-19. Although the virus has dented overall consumer confidence, many individuals are stockpiling goods such as prepackaged food, soft drink, and long-life milk. <laughs> wholesalers, wholesalers of other goods, such as pharmaceutical products, hand sanitizer, and toilet paper have benefited from higher consumer demand. Now, okay, this is pretty much common sense, but sometimes it's nice to hear it. What is available uh, in terms of opportunity? Uh, another one, brands like Clorox, Netflix, and Campbell are benefiting from the coronavirus. Most companies aren't, of course, but they are benefiting. And who, who is their suppliers? Who are their beneficial B2B companies that, uh, that support those companies. So if you're, you're looking at the B2C world, the business consumer world, and there's one that's succeeding, you also have to look at all the satellites around that that either support that or are supported by that major, uh, major brand that, that supports the consumers. Those all ancillary businesses are benefiting as well. How could you benefit from that knowledge, right? Reports about the consumerist boom brought on by the novel coronavirus are everywhere. Yes, people are stocking up on things like hand sanitizers, face masks, and household disinfectants in addition to washing their hands more often, which could lead them to buy more soap, maybe. Um, As the global spread of coronavirus continues, a handful of brands appear to be, at least in the short term, uniquely profiting from Americans' disease and quarantine preparations, such as antiseptic labels, medical suppliers canned food brands, and at-home entertainment companies, which we already talked about. Uh, People are worried about germs. They're turning to Purell, Lysol, Clorox, and other disinfectant products. So who who benefits from that? Any ancillary product, service, supporter of any of those companies, right? Who cleans their buildings, I wonder? Which cleaning companies, major commercial cleaning companies, are benefiting from that? Um, Maybe no one else can be around, but they can still put somebody in there to clean. In the midst of growing uh, coronavirus threat, Americans have quickly focused on a new enemy, germs. Hand sanitizer, cleaning wipes, and other disinfectant products are flying off the shelves according to these reports. According to several news reports as well outside of this, but this is mostly coming from IbisWorld by the way, the Environmental Protection Agency released a list of antimicrobial products in early March that are effective against COVID-19 which includes Lysol, Clorox, and Purell branded items, but for weeks, people have been scrambling to stockpile household goods. You know, I was thinking, what about the preppers? I was uh, listening to a radio show where uh, a guy that runs a a, a preppers website uh, was getting inundated with orders now okay that's great for him fantastic and all those preppers with online businesses but what about all the suppliers of the products that he provides he's just a retailer essentially he's an online marketer selling somebody else's product and maybe even drop shipping from them if he if unless he has a physical place or store or warehouse he might even be drop shipping meaning it's going directly from the manufacturer so there's these pockets of success that could be uh, benefited from uh, let's see. Uh, Clorox uh, told, uh, uh, said something. They had a, a spokesman there that said uh, they've increased production of disinfecting product based on increased customer interest and its wipes. Purell is also seeing a spike in demand, a spokesperson confirmed, adding that it has experienced several demand surges in the past during other outbreaks, and this is on the higher end of the spectrum, but not unprecedented, of <laughs> course. Um, a hand sanitizer in all his antiseptic glory, according to Ibis World, has turned into something of a holy grail product. Uh, Sabrina Maddock, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, here are some eye opening stats. Uh, consumer demand for hand, hand sanitizers has grown by 1,400% from December to January. Local Walmarts, pharmacies, and bed, bath, uh, bath and body works are sold out, and packs of Purell bottles on Amazon are either unavailable or marked for hundreds of dollars. Um of course they don't they they want to strongly discourage that. Meanwhile, grocery stores across the country are seeing a spike in sales. I know some local folks that are getting jobs working for grocery stores, uh who do not have who got laid off, uh, or looking for extra cash. Um and uh, non-perishable food brands like Campbell are benefiting from the bump as shoppers stock up on their pandemic pantries. Uh Campbell's uh treating the growth in demand as it would a storm or a natural disaster, the Wall Street Journal reported in case of any port or factory closure. So they're preparing just in case. As the coronavirus case count in the U.S. grows, people are increasingly worried they'll have to self-quarantine for a brief period and have been buying up staple foods in cases of water. While the broader market is tumbling stocks uh, for the homebody economy, which include the video conferencing service Zoom, the fitness equipment maker Peloton I already mentioned, and technology companies like Netflix are rising. Yahoo Finance reported that. So there's my quick report And I want to mention something else here. B2B companies, businesses with sales teams, or large B2C companies with sales teams. uh, They're not stopping business right now. They may have, some of them may have, a lot of them are pivoting, a lot of them are trying, are just in a holding pattern, but they're ready to go. This is not going to last forever. We won't let it last forever as Americans. We want to be, everyone wants to be contributing and getting back to work. Providing for their families and making a difference in other people's lives, helping the economy. So I'm a big believer in this. I think this is we're going to get through this. So that's your good news for the day. Uh, by the way, if you are if you have a sales team uh, and you're a company doing probably over five million dollars, then you need to go to getleadsfirst.com uh, because we have technology. And no, it's not like the competitors. I'm going to talk about the competitors a little bit more in a future uh, version of this. But right now. Uh, if you are in that world of of wanting data to improve your um, to improve your uh, your sales channels um, and marketing efficiency to have more efficient use of ad spend, um, you might have looked at uh, a few competitors of mine of ours. i chose chosen a company to partner with. I'm a partner, and. Um, with a company called uh, leads.com, L-E-A-I-D-S.com. Check them out. It's Vantage Targeting. But the competitor's Axiom, you probably heard of Axiom. That's for the enterprise level, but they don't give you the identity of this perfect sales lead. They give you a custom audience to use on social media, which, you know, I guess that's kind of helpful. And it goes directly from Axiom to Facebook or whatever, but you don't get to see it. So, you, you know, that's it. They only give the identity resolution side only, only. They give the identity resolution side only to the biggest companies at a very high price. Another one is cents. That's another competitor, of uh, vantage targeting and what we do with behavioral targeting. Uh, the it's basically IP and company level. It's not individual. So you might have seen these where you can find out. I even got an app called Visual Visitor. Nice little app. But basically, you put it on your website, a pixel, and when people visit, then you can find out a little bit about them. Not much. Because it's all IP and company level, you get to find out that somebody from Boeing is on your website. Somebody from Microsoft. There's so many employees, it doesn't do me any good. So if you have a sales organization, you need to know who that person is. Uh, You go to getleadsfirst.com. We'll show you how. Uh, Another one is Bombora, B-O-M-B-O-R-A. IP, it's the same thing, IP and company level, not individual. Now, they do buyer intent, but they have these broad categories. So this company is showing, this company, like Microsoft, is showing buyer intent. It's just kind of a general category. It's not specific behaviors. And they don't show what page the person's landing on in your website or what other things they're doing. It's very generic. So by comparison, we are a sniper by comparison, just like a very, very much more detailed. And that's at GetLeadsFirst.com. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Hope you enjoyed the good news and a little lesson on... Uh, You know different kinds of companies that do things that's behavioral targeting which is basically finding out through machine learning who is in the market for what you have to sell and also uh, finding out who has been on your website. And we can tell you by name now. There's a lot of this is all uh, ethical and legal uh, in the B2B world. It's it's especially uh, a lot a little bit more relaxed than it would be, you know, for the consumer market. You don't have to worry about that. It's all above board. But uh, all the details are on getleadsfirst.com. Have a great day, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Get Leads First podcast. To find more ways to generate leads for your business, visit getleadsfirst.com.